What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Anthony and Mike, and we are discussing episode two of the What If series on Disney+. Plus. This one is titled T'Challa Star-Lord. And I have to say, I was a little apprehensive about this episode, and I think we've discussed it before. Yeah. I have a hard time watching or even listening to Chadwick Boseman since he passed. I've only watched Black Panther once, and that was just a few days after he passed when we found out that the Marvel intro had been changed to all Black Panther. I got about 30 minutes into the movie and I was like, nope, can't do this. Even watching the promos for this episode, when they first released the teaser introducing us to what if and what the series was going to be about, and I heard his voice, I cried. Because I was like, oh, are we still going to get him as T'Challa? Like, that was so emotional for me. And so trying to prepare myself to watch this episode, it was a lot. But I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to watch it because I can't not watch it. And then immediately as we started, the episode was so funny that I really had no time to be sad or emotional until the end. It was so funny because we're used to seeing T'Challa as this he's very serious and he does have a sense of humor but it's not like um let's see it's not like a Scott Lang or a Sam Wilson type of humor it's very understated it's there well he's like a he's like the straight man yeah he's not like trying to be funny he's just giving it to him straight and there's a little bit of humor there so It's very, I don't want to say muted, but it's very understated. Like I said, you have Sam Wilson on one spectrum and then you have T'Challa on the other. So even watching this show, this episode and hearing him be humorous, but he's still T'Challa, but there's a lot more laughter with his delivery and with the plot and everything. It was so fun to watch. And like I said, I didn't have time to be sad because just as I was getting emotional seeing him in the cave, you have Jamal Hansu come in and he's all like fanboying over Star-Lord. I was like, oh, this is going to be fun to watch. And it was just that way the whole episode. Yeah, that was like, yeah, Alas was a complete 180 from Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, instead of him saying who, he knew immediately who he was. Like, oh my God, Star Lord. (laughs) I can literally imagine him having posters on his wall of Star Lord and saying, oh my God, if I ever meet him, I don't know what I I would do. I would probably, I'd probably think I could see him saying that shit. That whole scene was funny as all get out. The whole episode with his character was funny because he was like, yeah, Star-Lord and I, we're best friends. (laughs) Like he said that a couple of times. He said it to the door of Melaja. He was like, oh, I guess if you had to categorize it, Star-Lord and I, we're besties. I was like, really? What? And it's so funny because of course we know the people behind the voices and I can't, I'm trying to remember if I've ever seen Jamal Hansu be that silly in everything and i just can't think of anything right now so i'm imagining this guy i I can't think of anything right so i'm imagining him there weren't that many light moments in um amistad so i really can't imagine anything (laughs) i mean just anything and i even i'm trying to think because he was in in a lot of stuff wasn't he in constantine yes 
Yes, he was in he Constantine. Was brother... he, he was he was Papa Midnight in Constantine. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a little, but not really much. But not really much. No, it, it was that kind of understated humor like we see with T'Challa. Like he's the big bad man. He's the one that he's like the gangster, but he has a little bit of a sense of humor. So I can't think of anything that he's been like hilariously funny in. So to imagine him sitting in a booth voicing this character that is all fanboy. I mean, he sounds like you when you're talking about Howard the Duck, which we will get to because Howard the Duck was in this episode. So just imagining all of that, I enjoyed this episode so much. I laughed so much. And it was so weird because you have all of these different elements. You know, I know this is supposed to be alternate universe, alternate reality. Things are kind of flipped from what we know it. But I was not expecting to see Thanos in this episode being like a kind of sort of good guy but he still has his mentality of yeah but you know what if we had eliminated half the population that would have worked and everybody's looking at him like dude that's genocide that was (laughs) my favorite part of this episode i mean of all the things like that was my favorite part was him just like oh yeah you know it clearly it could have worked it really could have he's like You know, you know what like he, was like? he, he was like? He was like, but it would have worked. <laughs> he was like somebody who he's all he's almost like a criminal that just got out of jail and he's trying to get his life right, but he's still kind of hanging on to like the life he had before. Where he, he he's like, yeah, I'm not going to do it, but you know, you know what what we should do? You know, like you know, back in my day, I would I would have wiped out half the people, but you know, I'm I'm different now. I want to hear the conversation that he and T'Challa had. That made him change his mind. I want to hear that right. conversation for real, <laughs> because not, it did not only yeah. really change his what he wanted to do, but it seemed like it changed his whole personality and outlook on things. This is like he's, right. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's, not only it's, with him, yeah. with Yondu yeah. too. Yondu, yeah. With Yondu and the Ravagers too. Like they're going around saving the universe. And it was so weird. So just a little background. We see T'Challa with his father, T'Chaka. T'Challa's a young boy and he basically, he has a heart of an explorer. Like he's telling his father, he wants to go outside of the borders of Wakanda. He's tired of being secluded. He wants to go see what's out in the world. And of course, King T'Chaka's like, yeah, you don't want to go out there because the way that they are outside of Wakanda is not great. They don't treat each other well. There's always war. You're just better off in here. They don't understand the way that we are. So T'Challa is playing with some of his toys or whatever you want to call it. Like he's got a small spear and he throws it outside of the barrier. And when he goes outside to get it, Yondu's ship is there or the, the Ravager's ship is there. And Kraglin and Taserface take young T'Challa to Yondu. And as we know, in the second Guardians of the Galaxy film, they set out to go kidnap quill for ego so that's what they were supposed to be doing in this episode as well and they bring t'challa on board and yandu was like does that look like the son of ego to you they're like well you said we were here and he will be outside and this is him and he point <laughs> he pulls up a hologram of a very white peter quill and he's like 
does this match? Does this look like who you're supposed to get? But T'Challa is like, oh, wow, da-da-da-da-da. And Yandu's like, you don't seem very scared or very worried. And T'Challa was just basically like, oh, you guys are aliens. This is a spaceship. Oh, wow. So he ends up going with them and traveling across the universe, saving things. And apparently he's still the same T'Challa in that sense where He's using diplomacy. He's using some intelligence and he's using his compassion and his kind heart to change the universe. And in doing so, he's also changed Yondu. He's changed the Ravagers. He's changed Thanos. And they're all like this happy-go-lucky band of Robin Hood and his merry men. I mean, even Yondu mentions Robin Hood. He's like, look, this is who we're supposed to be. We're taken from the rich. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, no. He 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 mentioned Robin Leach. Right. (laughs) And caveat dreams. But but well, okay. I was watching this episode like, oh my God. Okay. How okay, on the serious note though, we have to discuss. All of this is made possible by the Nexus event. The Nexus event, the choice that was made, Yandu sent mm-hmm. which I'm calling and Taser Face instead of going himself. That is right. what changed everything. Mm-hmm. Right. If you want a job done Gotta right, do you have to do it yourself. do it yourself. <laughs> and he didn't, it and it changed everything. everything. But I mean, they're out saving worlds. They're saving other planets. They're on a uh, philanthropic mission. Think about how many things changed because I'm sorry, I'm, I'm back on this. How many things changed because Thanos decided not to pursue the stones? Like right. we got no Gomorrah. There was no Gomorrah because he or didn't not, go not to, to the not planet. To be, not to become a conquerer. I saw that. I, I thought about that. I was right. like, there's no Gamora, but we did get yeah, Nebula. Okay, so. A blonde Nebula, like a seductive Nebula. That's like. I was you down know, for that Nebula. Like a, a grifter. She's basically a grifter. She's a grifter. It's like, she's just like, you know, hey, you know, she, she like slips, slips her way into situations that uh, the other Nebula would have just been like, would have just punched her way through. But Gamora's presence is what made Nebula the way she was as we knew her. There was no Gamora. Right. Yeah, but I mean, that or it could be the fact that Thanos took her part and put in computer parts all throughout her but body. Remember, every time she lost to Gamora, uh-huh. Gamora he would replace something on her with yep. you know mechanical because so. they trained together because he wanted yep. his quote-unquote daughters mm-hmm. to be the best that they were supposed to be in order to do what he needed them to do so yeah i agree with you anthony it was weird not seeing gamora it was weird seeing nebula in that way and the fact that I, <laughs> t'challa is always cha-cha now <laughs> he's, cha-cha. he's always cha-cha <laughs> he's always gonna be cha-cha he's always gonna be cha-cha now like so that was her that was her nickname for him but <laughs> the characters that we did get not just Thanos but we also got the collector and he was vastly different as well man he was like buff <laughs> and like had like armor on his shelves like what the f- like he was nowhere near like the and still had the fabulous fur coat yeah but he looked like a final yeah, boss out of like King of Fighters or Tekken or something. He, that's what he looked like. Like he looked like a Tekken character. He was like a new final boss in Tekken that beat Hihachi 
within an inch of his life or some shit. He said something about T'Challa being flashy, and T'Challa's like, yeah, but you're the one with the <laughs> fur coat on. <laughs> and the other thing about the collector, that dude could fight, because he gave T'Challa a run for his money. Like, T'Challa thought he was going to fight him and, and be done, and he threw him and slammed him in the wall. I was like, oh, wait, huh? He was whipping T'Challa's ass for a minute. What about his collection of weapons, though? Yeah, Thor's hammer, Cap's steel. I don't, I don't want to think what that, what that means. Like, why do you have those things? Where, where are their owners? I, I don't want to think that far. I, yeah, I don't want to think that far. He's a collector. Because he knows, a lot he knows of how to get things. I mean, he, he might not have done it himself, yeah, but, but he given those two, what, what did he have to do? And he, he had, he had Hella's headpiece. He, yeah, Hella's yeah. headpiece. And war so, it quite so, magnificent. Someone must have wreaked havoc on Asgard. Yeah. So, I mean, the collector was badass in this one. And you could tell Benicio del Toro had fun with that part. Just oh, like you know he did. Me. You know he did. <laughs> yeah, 100%. He had Howard the freaking duck, which, okay, so if y'all listen to this podcast, Same y'all way. know how Mike is about Howard the duck. I was not expecting him in this episode. Like I had seen in one of the teaser trailers that we were getting Howard the Duck in this series. And I was like, where are they putting him in? So right. yeah, he was one of the things that the collector had collected. And I'm sitting there looking at it when T'Challa looks up, he's like, uh, what, what did he say? You're very elo- eloquent speaking for a duck or something like that. I was sitting there watching this and I paused. I said, Mike is about to lose his shit. Cause I think Mike was watching it maybe about 10 minutes behind me. So I got into the group chat. I'm like, Hey, have y'all watched what if yet? And Mike is like, yeah, he was like, I'm so excited, but he was more, he was excited at that point about Thanos. So he hadn't even gotten to Howard the duck. Yeah. I saw Thanos. I was like, I nutted. I, I, I was like, yeah, I'm waiting for this message. Man. But see, I guess we should have expected it because Howard did show up at the end of the first Guardians of the Galaxy. So it does kind of line up to where they where he Oh it. yeah, he did. Yeah, he's in the post-credit scene. Mm-hmm. So I come him and him and Cosmo, because they freed Cosmo too, the astronaut dog. Oh yes. They so, did. They did. Matter of fact, Thanos was sitting there petting Cosmo while he was talking to one of the Dora. Yep about yeah. but that plan would have still worked and she's like um you do realize that is genocide i was like that's gonna be the catchphrase <laughs> like you do realize that was genocide he was like but it still would have worked and he's saying this while he's petting the dog's head and you have nebula sitting there like oh, dad i was like this is so this weird. weird but i'm here for it. <laughs> yeah and t'challa did say you're very eloquent for a duck and then howard said that, sir, is very close-minded. That <laughs> was just... That whole thing. And then Howard's supposed to be helping T'Challa find, um, what was it, the embers of... Embers of the galaxy? But he was more, he was, he was more interested in happy hour. <laughs> right. He was like, uh-huh. I'm going to get a drink first. Really? Like, you guys are... One, you're out of your cell, so somebody's going to come looking for you, and you want to have a drink like first of all the fact that the collector has a bar in the middle of his prison <laughs> like what kind of sense does that make like, he, wants, he wants to enjoy a drink as he peruses and enjoys his collection you know what 
I'm saying. I mean, he, he, had, he had a drink in this. That's what I do. I, I pour me... I pour me a little drink when I go around looking at my my DVD collection and my collection of you know genre board games over there. So, you know, I understand. Yes, but none of your board game collections and your DVDs are alive and sitting in a cage. <laughs> so, yeah, that 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 analogy just doesn't work. work. Doesn't quite work. I mean, no. they are on DVD, That's so. Right. He- he could actually put them on and pretend that they're alive. <laughs> I mean, there's that. No. Yeah, he's looking for and, embers of Genesis. That's what it is. Okay, yeah, the embers of Genesis. Why yeah. was I thinking the embers of Genesis was going to be Groot? Why did I keep thinking that? Because it kind of looked like that. It looked like Groot at the end of um when he sacrificed himself at the end of the first Guardians because it had it did it had, it had all yeah. the little gold yeah. gold flecks of light like floating around and when when he yeah, mm-hmm. it's not a theory. It is not a theory, but it's I was kind of sitting there thinking, why does that turn out to be Groot? It's, know, a, it's a little not, fleck of a really theory. It's a small fleck of a theory. It's like a little little floating moat, a little floating golden moat of a theory that will sprout just like just like the floating embers. Just like just like the little, little like the golden embers. flecks did in the in the head of nowhere. It's gonna sprout you know what? and and give vines everywhere. Your your theories will get will take root. I know it. Oh my goodness. So basically what happens in this episode is Nebula recruits T'Challa to help her steal something from the collector called the Embers of Genesis. And basically what this thing does is kind of like a golden plant and it glows. And what it can do is it can rebuild dead planets like just a few flesh terraform yes there you go that i I couldn't i couldn't remember what it was yes i was trying to get in there yes terraform terraforming yes and so what happens during the course of the episode once she has it they're fighting because of course thanos's children who are not his children in this episode uh (laughs) proxima midnight and uh the creepy guy uh what's his name Ma Black Obsidian Ebony Ma uh-huh so they're all fighting T'Challa and Nebula and Thanos and all of that while they're trying to get away so she takes some of the flex and she puts it into his mouth and it starts growing like uncontrollably I mean by the time they leave planet nowhere it's the planet that looks like a skull it looks like a freaking chia pet <laughs> like it just i mean it did. am i wrong it, no it's you're the head, it was right, a the head of, chia a, pet. of a dead celestial yes yeah. yes that's now a chia yeah. pet chia pet chia chia right so we did get some good moments like the whole yandu and t'challa thing so it's hard to keep up when it comes to them because there's a point where T'Challa talks about the time that he tried to go back to Earth. He tried to go back to Wakanda because, again, he left. His his folks don't know where he is. He walked outside the dome and was abducted or, you know, I, I don't know if you really want to call it an abduction since no, it was. T'Challa actually. It was. I mean, well, he elected to stay with them. So technically speaking, Wait. He was I, a I don't runaway. Think he could have gotten away from them if they were intent on keeping him. He just didn't put up. Yeah, but I mean, but they didn't want to. I mean, think about it. Yondu was like, y'all got the wrong kid. Oh, yeah, this is back. not who we're supposed to have. 
<laughs> yeah, take him back. And and T'Challa was like, um, this is interesting. I want to explore the world. And Yondu's like, okay, kid, we can do that. So yeah, why have one world when you can point, have all the worlds? When you can have the universe, yeah. yes. So at some point, T'Challa wanted to go back, I guess, to let us, you know, let his parents know that he was okay. And Yandu had told him that Wakanda had been destroyed. So he never went back. So during the course of this um, mission, this caper, whatever you want to call it, T'Challa realizes that Yandu lied to him. So he's pissed off, which tends to happen a lot with Yandu, even in the regular MCU, yeah. <laughs> uh, with the way he was with Quill. But, you know, eventually he does make the decision to go back to Wakanda and to bring his Ravager family to Wakanda. And I was like, I think one of the things about this What If series that's going to get me is like, I want to see this happen. I need to see Thanos petting Cosmo, talking to Okoye about his plan and her saying, "Um, you do realize that's genocide, right? And everybody else is looking at him like, dude, how do you not realize this? And it... (laughs) I would love to see, I know we can't get it because of course we won't have our T'Challa, but these what if shows, the two that we've seen so far, I'm like, I could totally see that in live action. Right. Like, can you imagine the look on Denai Guerrero's face talking to Thanos like, dude, what's wrong with you? You talking about killing half of everybody. How was that supposed to work? How was that supposed to be a benevolent gesture? Like, please right. explain not, not to just, me. He's like, not just half work. of everybody here or there. It's half of everybody. No, everybody. Half of all in life the, in the yeah, universe. Yes. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like so, it's just birds, plants, bugs, <laughs> dolphins. I could see this conversation happening. Like I could see Okoye's face and the way that she would look because I'm used to seeing her give these incredulous looks as Michonne on The Walking Dead. Like, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah. And you know, Josh Brolin also had to have been having fun. Oh, yeah. You know, they character. all had to have fun. Because this they were, was they were hilarious. They were. were Craglin was still Craglin, so that was good. And Taserface was like he, a nice guy. <laughs> He's like, he said something to Thanos about you do realize that's genocide, right? <laughs> Like this is coming from Taserface. Right. And because Taserface was the one that led the mutiny, right? Right. <laughs> Right. So I'm just like, this is so funny. But we did get a little bit of ego in the episode two, which I still can't stand that dude. So whatever. Um, And the watcher said something interesting. He said, well, that could be the end of the universe as we know it. But, you know, that's a story for another time. (laughs) Yeah, because as we said, Yonda was supposed to abduct Peter Quill, as he did in the movies. But he didn't. He took T'Challa instead. So at the end of the episode, we see the Dairy Queen. We see Ego's face pod. And Peter Quill is in the Dairy Queen mopping the floor. I'm like, what? I don't know. I mean, his, I mean, his mom's dead. It's like, it's kind of, I mean, it does. it's not that far off. I mean, it's like, but see, we don't even know if his mom is dead because everything changed. So his mom could still be alive and well. And Ego is still coming to look for him like, hey, I'm your dad. Like, oh, you know what? This dude again. <laughs> like, do we need to have you? Um, no, if you if you remember, uh, I think Ego intentionally irradiated her so that she would die. 
Yeah, he did. In our version of the tale, we don't know what happened in the what if version. I don't even know if we'll see them again. I mean, the way that they kind of left that episode with the watcher saying, you know, and this could be the end of the universe. um, It made me wonder, like, are we going to see these characters again? Like, are we going to get Peter's version? And I can't remember if we are. I don't have a theory. I don't. But have you seen, like, (laughs) with the titles of, of the last couple of what ifs i did i think these are all leading towards something and we said that yeah i think i i think they are yeah it's going to culminate in the, into something big like in the last episode i think so too yeah but kurt russ i mean like <laughs> it just 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 having like being pitched the idea that you get to play the same character but everything that mm-hmm. you knew about them is changed and you can have fun with it. Right. Because it's like nice. I said, and I don't know why I can't think of his name, Jamal Hansu's character. He was like the mm. dick guard in Guardians of the Galaxy. And when Peter Quill was like, I'm Star-Lord. Right. Who? Who? Like looking at him with disgust and every time he saw him in the movie, he's like, star lord saying it really really sarcastically like oh my god i can't stand you you are like worse than the piece of gum on the bottom of my shoe and then this episode such a fanboy and you know he was like um yeah I i know i have this job but you know Hey, I can leave. I can come join you. We can get into some stuff. I don't care. And when T'Challa knocks him out, he actually takes him with him. And Yandu was like, who is that? He was like, new recruit. He'll do okay. And I was just like, oh, this is going to be funny. And then every time we saw his character, he's talking about Star-Lord, how amazing Star-Lord is. And oh, yeah. You know, when they got ready to do the heist. Yeah, we don't have a plan, but this is a Star-Lord thing. We'll be fine. It was. I'm just sitting there looking again. I'm not used to hearing him be so silly so i'm watching this like i really want to see his face while he's doing this in the booth and the other difference was peter quill was like yeah i'm star lord call me star lord the child is like i, I don't right. really like that title yeah i was really really expecting him to say when he was like oh star lord he was like i'm such a big fan like do i need to kneel should i bow i was really expecting t'challa to say we don't do do that that here here. (laughs) (laughs) that would have been awesome that would have been perfect that would have been perfect oh goodness it was i at first i was like i still kind of like the captain carter episode more where the more and more i thought about it the more and more fun this episode was like, I think I really enjoyed this episode a whole lot more than I did Captain Carter. The yeah. Captain because Carter episode was, was very... awesome. It was incredible. But this was like mm-hmm. two or three notches for me above. Well, it's just like we said with the other series, like with going from WandaVision to Falcon and the Winter Soldier to Loki. With those shows, they were giving us movie quality TV shows. And the stories got better. You know, it was just, it's an improvement on the previous series, which it should be. Everything that you bring out afterwards should be better than what's before. That doesn't mean that what was before was bad. It just means that you realize that there is a standard you have to hold yourselves to. And you have to bring that to us so that we don't lose interest as fans. Be like, oh, you know what? This one sucked. I like this one better. I mean, Even with the Loki series, I like where it went 
again, the story did get better. I like Falcon and the Winter Soldier better for personal reasons because Sam and Bucky are two of my favorite characters when they are together in that dynamic. Like that's what made the show for me. But even with these episodes, I would be surprised if the episodes didn't get better and better, you know, because like you said, they're moving us towards something big. I do feel that. And think about it, what we have coming up with the Eternals, you know, we, (sighs) did y'all see that? Speaking of which, I'm going to take a break. Did y'all see that trailer? That Eternals trailer? trailer? It was so much better than the first one. I think that that's the one that's going to get people interested because I know a lot of people that said they saw the first trailer and they were like, man, I ain't trying. I don't know if I'm trying to see all that. But that second trailer, yeah. oof, and that—that's what—that's what, that's what well, kind of reminded me. I mean, the first me of, one was supposed to be a teaser, so like the like I think it's kind of like the way the the essence work of Genesis works. It's kind it's kind of like the Eternals, like when the scene where she puts her hand in the ground and water comes up. It's like it's almost it's mm-hmm. almost kind of kind of a parallel to like their powers too, like they like they can create things to help people and things like that. So I think that I mean that's kind of a parallel when you kind of think about it. Right. But I mean, the series, I'm expecting that even the next episode, the next episode um, is Loki. So I'm excited about that, especially since we just finished the Loki series to see what they're going to do with that. Like, are we getting variants in this episode? Is that the Happy Thor? Is it the Happy Thor episode next one? No, I think Happy Thor is the one after that, maybe. I just want to say it's almost as if, well, I don't know. I I had such high expectations for what if because one is animated so they can do so many different things right two is marvel hasn't had a great track record of doing stuff animated Mm -hmm. because dc's animation blows marvel's animation out of the water Mm -hmm. but it seems as if they know exactly what they're doing like it's two episodes and it's like the greatest thing I've ever watched that's been animated. And I was trying to think... It's almost like they're learning from their mistakes and they're improving on them, which is what yeah, should and I, happen. And I was thinking about, like, have we ever seen... Mike should figure this out. Like, have we ever seen something where they took animated stuff to fit with movies? Like, they pull things... Um, they do animated like series or animated movie that's directly related to actual movies. And they start pulling characters from the hmm. back and forth from the movies to the animation back to the movies. I keep thinking that I keep think, think of that there's there's some, there's something that kind of did Star Wars? No. No, Star Wars wasn't animated at first. He saw me about something that was animated. Oh, okay. at first. Yeah, yeah, well yeah, something right. well, something that was regular re- movie. Then it had came out animated stories, and then they would pull, they actually pull the character from the animation into the movie. What? The Matrix. The Matrix. Because you remember the Animatrix? Yeah. Movie oh. series? Because the kid who was in the um, last one was actually one of the Animatrix stories in the animated story. Okay, yeah, you're right. You oh. pulled right. him out of the Matrix. Okay. The second one, yes. Yeah. So I. I, I was like, it's it's amazing that we have come back to that. Like, you you no one would have ever thought that we would be relating things from movies into the cinematic into a cinematic universe. I, I I'm trying to figure out what what am I trying to say? 
<laughs> that they were able to take the cinematic universe and combine it with the animated universe and make mm-hmm. it work. You know? Yeah. And and this goes back to Loki and creating all these multiple universes, which is giving us what if. And what if is like canon because yes. it's all made possible because, you know, Lo- I'm sorry, I was going to say Loki, but Sylvie killed or Wanda yeah. however you want to however you want, put it. I mean however you want to, whatever you whatever you want you know have you have a multiverse it. we have a multiverse <laughs> of madness of insanity and this is all going to be great I think that's all yeah. I'm going to say is I think that's what I'm trying to say I'm it, I'm it, so excited and I have no theories but I'm so excited <laughs> so episode three is Loki invasion episode four is Doctor Strange Supreme Episode five is Party Thor. Okay. Party Thor. I think yeah. I think I bet you that the Doctor Strange one is going to be a key episode. Oh, of course. Of course it has to. And then we have Killmonger and Tony, episode six. Episode seven is the zombies. Episode eight is Tony Stark and Sakar. Now, this is the interesting thing because if you look at the different titles for the season, episode nine is Ultron, Vision, Infinity Stones, and Guardians of the Multiverse. Tony Stark is the only one that we know of up front that appears in more than one episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you and you can you can you can kind of infer that Loki's gonna be in party Thor two at some point. But yeah, but yeah, that's mm-hmm. the only one that's actually named like to be in more than one episode. So yeah, you right. It now is okay because isn't Sakar the Hulk's son in the comic book? So Scar is Sakar. Sakar is where the, where the Grandmaster is. The planet yeah. is Sakar mm-hmm. as well. So yeah. I, so is Tony going to be on Sakar? That's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. So, I mean, are they they going to finally introduce Beta, Beta Ray Bill after hinting at him for like ten to twelve years? They have to. Yeah, you would think so. <laughs> they have to. You would think so. I can't wait. We're going to get a whole weird looking Avengers if this if this works out the way I think it is. It's gonna be <laughs> yeah. Don't say weird. Weird is such okay. a. It's going to be a different. There you it's go. Gonna there different. you go. Mm-hmm. It's going to be different. Positive. Positive. Yeah. I mean, weird different. can be Connotation positive. Weird, weird can absolutely be positive. I, I can think of it be, looking weird be like, shit, that shit's so weird. It's dope. Okay, I'm with that. <laughs> I've always liked weird. Weird is my thing. Right. So it's not negative. I know. But some people don't like that word because it seems negative. But yeah. We got to turn these negative connotations to positives. Right. Of course. Of course. Oh, goodness. Oh, so the fight in the beginning between T'Challa and Korath, that was funny because T'Challa was, he, so of course he's embodying a little bit of Peter Quill that we know. So, you know, Peter's the, hey, okay, yeah, come, come at me, come hit me, blah, blah, blah. And Again, it's so weird because when we've seen T'Challa fight in the MCU, he's not one of those that boasts. He doesn't say a lot. He's just basically, he comes down, he whoops your ass and he keeps going. He's not like Spider-Man. Like Peter can't shut up during a fight. This is kind of what T'Challa reminded me of in this episode. He's like, oh yeah, go ahead, come hit me. Oh, harder. Oh yeah, you missed. And I'm just sitting there again, and it's just like, 
I can't stop smiling because mm-hmm. it's so mm-hmm. different from what I was expecting. But at the same time, I mean, he was raised by Yondu. Right. Even the part where he says that a ravager never travels alone yep. and nothing happens. And he says it again. A and the guard is like, never travels solo. Yeah. Like that's your And the guard is like, <laughs> is that supposed to be a catchphrase? And then you get Yondu. And I was like, yay, Yondu's here. And then you hear the banter going back and forth. And it's just like, this is so weird to see T'Challa interacting with someone in the way that he interacts with Yondu. But again, it's Yondu. So yeah, murdering all those people. Yeah, but that's kind of what Yandu does. But I mean, it was, I mean, think about it. They're on a planet where if he didn't, they probably would have hunted them down and tried to kill them. So again, it's at this point where it's kind of like, uh, kill or be killed. Like you have to protect yourself. And sometimes that does involve death. A lot of times with Yandu, it does involve death. So even though things are different in this episode, there are some things that are the same and Yandu being one of them. But, um, Oh, let's see. What else is there to talk about? Oh, um, can can I t- can I tell a forty for Korg because he got uh, what did uh, yeah the collector say? Took this arm off of a Cronin or whatever. Yeah. yeah, poor Korg. I know. And then Drax in this episode as the bartender. Drax was being Drax. <laughs> let's take I'm a picture good. for my wife and my kid. Right. And T'Challa's like, no, I don't think, take the picture. Uh, yeah, you don't look good. We need to take this over. I look I look great. I was like... Of course I look great. Of course I look good. And of course his wife and child are alive because Thanos didn't murder. Right. Again, a lot of changes. The whole Nebula thing really threw me off, but that was the thing. So when I got off work yesterday, my plan was to go ahead and get my homework out of the way. And then watch the episode because I know how I am. If I go into the episode, then I'm going to get distracted. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole like, oh, wait a minute. I don't think I remember this part in Guardians of the Galaxy. And then I'm going to go to YouTube and then it's going to be all over. So I was like, okay, (laughs) I'm going to be the responsible adult and I'm going to do my homework first. And then I happen to open Twitter and somebody has a picture of Nebula from the episode. And I was like, well, shit, I got to watch it now. And just like I thought, it was three hours before I got started on my homework because after (laughs) I watched the episode, I had to go and watch the Marvel Legends episodes that talked about the Ravagers, that talked about... I was just like, okay, I might as well do this. And then I think I went to YouTube and watched a couple of clips and I was like, okay, Hanako, stop. You got to do your homework. Like, you can't fail a class just because you got sucked into a cartoon, basically. (laughs) It... I can't say enough about these episodes. Like I have so much fun watching these episodes and y'all know I'm not a big animation person. Like I don't have anything against them. It's just that I just don't have the time. Just kind of like with the comic books, like if I were to get into all of this stuff that I really want to do, I would not have a job and I would just be distracted all the time. And I just, I don't focus well when it comes to stuff like that. Like even today, Dragon Con finally released their app and I was sitting at work like, work what? Oh, here, (laughs) let me see. I, I can't do it. So, but these episodes, they're so much fun. 
and we only we're, we've only done two so far. We still have some of the funnier characters to come. The next episode, Loki. I mean, I'm totally expecting some smart ass shenanigans because it's Loki. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting but, to see where they start that one off. Yeah, because it's Loki's story is kind of in the air now. You know, like I said, I know that this is canon because of the mo- whole multiverse thing. But I, mm, I want to know what they're going to do with Loki's character because, again, I'm already, they can I'm already, do they I know. So, <laughs> like, I need to see a Loki and Thor reunion, even though um, Loki, I mean, excuse me, Tom Hiddleston is actually not voicing Loki in this series, which is not. I don't think so. Huh. Um, wow. They could have gotten to do it while while he was doing Loki. Yeah, th- there was actually um, quite a bit of the voice actors who didn't come back to voice their characters. First episode, we just we only we didn't have Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. I think we had pretty much everybody reprise their role in this one, right? Because I bet RDJ didn't come back. He did this. not. He did not come back. Chris Evans did not come back. Scarlett Johansson did not come back. Speaking of which, congratulations to her. She just had a baby. Yeah, I saw that. that. I didn't know she was expecting. Well, there were rumors about it a couple of months ago that she might be expecting. And then uh, her husband did a stand-up show over the weekend where he mentioned the fact that they were expecting, but apparently she she had already had the baby at that point. So it's just kind of like, all of these people who are having these COVID pregnancies and they're because they're not out doing events and that sort of thing, it's kind of easier to keep it under wraps and then be like, hey, I had a baby. Katrina Balfe did the same thing. She's Claire from Outlander. She just announced uh, actually this morning as well that she had a baby too. Or actually that was yesterday morning, but she just announced that she had a baby too. So yeah, you know, congratulations to ScarJo. But um yeah, I don't I don't even see on the cast list for what if who's voicing Loki. So that's gonna be interesting. Like on IMDB, they only list three people. They list Jeffrey Wright, Samuel Jackson, and Jeremy Renner. Okay. So I guess we'll see. And and you know, IMDB has been doing that lately, like when there's supposed to be a surprise or um there's supposed to be like a person in the show, but it's we're not supposed to know. They kind of wait until the day of or whatever to post that information. So it may be that way with Loki as well. But the synopsis for the Loki episode just says, what if Loki presented himself to the governments of Earth as king of Asgard using all his diplomacy? So basically some Loki shenanigans again. I, you know, I hope Tom Hiddleston is doing the voice. I don't see anything on his IMDb and there's nothing on the shows, but I hope so. And I want to see Thor. There needs to be some kind of reunion between him and Thor. At this point, I don't care if it's animated or not. I just need to see it. (laughs) So I I just, I I need that kind of closure. But, oh, what else happened in this episode? So the fight in the collector's facility with Thanos getting his ass whooped and uh, Nebula coming to his rescue. That whole fight scene was 
again, this is one of the things like, I can see that live action. Like, can we see it? Because yeah, we saw Thanos fight a little bit in the show, but he wasn't as agile as we see in the cartoon. Right. I wouldn't mind seeing that. (laughs) But the other thing is, so the collector kind of gets his just desserts at the end of this episode because T'Challa finds a way to trick him and he traps him in one of his own cells and he gives Karina the keys and Karina is the young, uh, I forgot what species, what species she is. Say that five times fast. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she's the one that the collector pretty much keeps under lock and key He's very verbally abusive to her, just kind of dismissive of her. Yeah, treats her like garbage. So now she's got the keys and he's in the cell and she lets out everybody that he has captured. And then she opens his cell door. I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is the ending that he probably should have got. Yeah, not at all. So, and that's probably the ending that he actually deserved. You know, I think whatever happened to him in the MCU, as far as Thanos getting rid of him, he probably had a very quick death and it probably was better than he deserved. Definitely. But yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at it in the background and just when he's introduced, yeah, Mike, he looks like a video game character, like somebody from a Street Fighter or one of those video games where he's just like this big hulking person and he's got some charisma. He's not at all because the the collector in the MCU was a bit strange. Yeah, he was odd. He had his cockiness because of what he does, you know, how he procures rare artifacts, if that's the right word. But he also wasn't very, um, he wasn't very suave. He wasn't debonair. He wasn't charming and this collector is a little bit of all of that again very weird but it works yeah so and i'm back to the howard the duck parts i just want to know mike how loud did you yell when you saw howard come on the screen all right so i yelled pretty loud when i saw thanos Mm -hmm. that was just there were different yells when i saw thanos i was like what but then when i saw howard i was like yo so it's kind of a different thing, but yeah, I yell my I yell my ass off. But again, my neighbors probably think I'm absolutely out of my fucking mind, insane. Because every time something good happens, like in a cartoon movie, I, I yell like I'm actually in the theater. I guess I am kind of that guy in the theater who's like, "Shit, yes, oh, so I'm that yeah. guy." But yeah, I I lost my shit. And then when he was talking, I was like, "Yeah, this is just like in the comic books, like especially the newer ones." I think. In this show, he's more like the newer Howard the Duck comics that came out like eight, ten years ago. Okay. And like the dialogue really matched it. And we we also got like a couple of his, wah, wah, his couple of his little surprise <laughs> quacks, which I, I, I geeked the fuck out about. I was like, that's fucking awesome. But yeah. So which Elvish literature was he talking about when he said it was a total snooze? Um... Who knows? I mean, it's, it's was probably, he talking it's, it's about Lord of the Rings? <laughs> yeah, it's possible. I mean, Elvish or something from the Frost Giants or something, or I don't know. I mean, it could, it could, yeah, it could, no, it he could said be, specifically, Lord of the Rings. it could be yeah. Elvish from Lord of the Rings, yeah, could be some token stuff. It was a yeah. token. Uh-huh. Okay, never mind. I lost. <laughs> Even when he came up, my my wife was like, "Mike is gonna lose this shit." <laughs> I, I, think, I think we all know at this point that 
that Mike is the Howard the Duck person. So maybe that won't be the last time we see him. I mean, just the fact that we saw him in a current version of the MCU and not from something that was like 40 years ago. That was cool. Oh man, it was awesome. That was cool. And then what was his saying to the to Cha Cha? Yes. When you're out of luck, he says, "When you're out of luck, duck. always go Dutch." Yeah, and Charles was like, "I don't think anyone ever said that." He's like, "No, everybody says that." Right. Like, <laughs> that was trust awesome. Me. They did a really good job, and shout out to Seth Green for voicing Howard, and he he did a really good job. And I didn't really recognize him. I thought when they saw Seth Green, I was like, he didn't sound like Chris from Family Guy. That's weird. I but, did not realize that was Seth Green. That was Seth Green. Yes, ma'am. But I could totally see that. Yeah, I can too. That's that's funny. If you ever played Mass Effect, and you you know that he plays Joker, he's hilarious. Oh, he okay. Has that same sense of humor. Oh, did we miss anything? <laughs> no raccoon, no rocket raccoon. Yeah, that was, but of course this wasn't Guardians. Ten, no, so. It wasn't Guardians focused. It was more Ravagers focused. Yeah. Now, right. here's the funny thing. I could totally see Rocket fitting in with the Ravagers. 100%, yeah. 100%. He likes to steal things. He likes to take people's limbs and body parts. And yeah, he would have fit in totally with this episode. I can see that. Maybe we'll um, get him in another episode. I love the scene where they were running and Thanos turned around to fight all them. And Nebula said, are you crazy? You'll never take them all. And he said, not crazy, mad. And yeah. Then he went yeah. to his mad Titan rule. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that, that was kind of like the Hulk, you know, that's my secret, Cap. I'm always angry. And then goes in just, yeah. I thought that was bullshit. I'm like really, I really like the way they did um Thanos here. Uh, they, even though, even though you know he's still kind of Mad Titan-ish, it's like I, like I'm like I really like the way they did it. Also, I'm curious if Nebula did the Cha Cha slide with T'Challa. Um, I wish y'all could see the look on my face. <laughs> really, Mike. I, I, really, I've been, sa- I've been saving that one. I'm sorry, I had to use that. <laughs> Do the cha-cha slide to the left. Take it back now, y'all, to the room. Hey, if y'all can see how many cool space right now. <laughs> Look, man. Oh, oh shout out, shout out to the Ravager ship being named Mandela as well. I missed that. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, I kind of caught it on my second viewing. I saw the writing in it and I was like, wait, what does that say? And I was like, oh shit. Then he named it Mandela because I did some back research and I was looking at something and someone said that at the time when he was taken, Mandela was still in jails. So he was still like a pivotal figure. So I guess the young T'Challa was probably still inspired by him or influenced mm-hmm. by him. So he kind of, so he took that and named the ship after it. So shout out to, oh, shout out to that little bit of information. This, this also proves what his father told him about being a leader, being a king, like Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was something about that being born that way because mm-hmm. he fell into that natural role of being a leader and everyone wanting to follow. Yeah. Even the Mad Titan. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to this show for saving us from really getting into our feelings until the end where they did the, did the little um memorial thing. The tribute. Yeah. The tribute. Yeah. yeah. I was cool. I, I was like, the way they did it was outstanding. I loved it. And then, then they brought up the little in, you know, memorial, in memorial thing. I was, and yeah, I got I got a little misty. 
I was like, I'm glad they saved it to the end and didn't do it like in the opening credits, like do all do the opening credits purple like they did when he died. And, you know, I kind of was expecting that. I thought that that's what they would do. But I was like, no, because there's Black Panther. And technically speaking, in this episode, he's not Black Panther. So I already expected the tribute at the end of the episode because one of my coworkers who was also a fan posted just a picture of that because she watches it early in the morning while she's working out. And when I saw the picture at work, I started tearing up already. I said, now, if I can't even look at this picture of these two sentences or technically speaking, one sentence, if I can't even look at this picture without tearing up, how am I going to get through this episode? And I was like, okay, let me just make sure I have my tissue next to me. But tribute says dedicated to our friend, our inspiration and our hero, Chadwick Boseman. And it still feels so surreal to talk about him in past tense or that, you know, right. he's not here. That's still so weird. Weird. Is that weird? Well, again? yeah. But this is this is weird. It, it, it is strange just, you know, because he was so young and there's still so much that he could have done. But this is the last, I think this is the last work of his. I think there's, a, like, he actually appears in, like, another episode or two. I think those will be the final final. So I think I think we'll we'll hear from him again like in a couple more. Okay. That'll work. At least I'm prepared now and I know I can handle it. But yeah, right. that ending was was one of those gut punches. Uh, it really was. But it was awesome. I, yeah. I don't think I have to ask how we enjoyed this episode, you know, kind of like we did with the other one. I was like, you know, if you guys couldn't tell, we enjoyed this episode quite a bit. They're fun. And also, like with the first one, there were a lot of people who who were kind of on the fence. Like I'm addicted to like podcasts about stuff like this. So I was listening to a podcast and there were a lot of them who said that they were kind of on the fence about the first one. But I noticed that the first one, if you didn't really care for Captain America, the first Avenger, you're not going to really like the yeah. first one just because it's basically a retelling of the mm-hmm. movie. It's a remix of that yeah. movie. But this one, since it has T'Challa in it, I mean, you're not going to find that many people who don't like T'Challa. You know what I'm saying? It's like, there really aren't that many right. people who don't like him. So right there already, you have a step on the first episode. So I think that this one will definitely be more, more well-received. It was more well-received by me. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I got to see the homeboy Howard the duck and i'm happy i'm extremely happy and i think i i can't wait to see how they just like just like we've said throughout this i think they're going to link everything together i can't wait to see how they do it it's gonna be awesome yeah i have high expectations for this series now so yeah yeah my expectations if they couldn't get any higher they did Which is good because for a while we were kind of like, okay, we're not going to expect anything. We're not going to anticipate too much because we didn't want to have that rug yanked from us again. But I think I'm getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to have some high expectations. So, and honestly, I think they'll meet them. I mean, just looking at the titles and what stories are coming up, I think they'll meet those. I'm really, really interested in the Killmonger and Tony episode. I don't know why. That's that's what I'm looking for. I don't know why that pairing intrigues me so much. And not wait for that. But I'm so ready for it. It's like it's going to be a different take on Bucky and Sam. I think. Oh, that would be awesome. 
Yeah. That would be so awesome. But then I'm going to want that in the real life. And technically speaking, both of those characters are dead. So, you know, uh, okay. I I I think, I think it's probably going to be, it's going to be the reverse where Tony's going to be like Sam. Where he's gonna see where he's gonna be the one to bring up the big three and Killmonger's gonna be like, What the hell are you talking about, man? You think so? <laughs> well, think yeah, because you know, Tony I, is that's I can see it. Yeah, because I was gonna say Tony is humorous as well. He's a little bit right. more serious, right. but Tony is a very much a smart ass and he has a great sense of humor. So yeah, I could kind of see that, and then Killmonger being the more maybe subdued, right, serious, yeah. you know. Yeah, I I can see that. Yeah. Either way it goes, I'm excited for it. I I'm ready for that episode. I think more than any of the others, that's the one that I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, that's gonna be awesome. I know Lori's looking forward to the zombies episode. I would think you would be looking forward to the zombies episode because you. I am, but again, the Killmonger and Tony thing for some reason just intrigues me way more. So yeah, hundred percent. And I don't do zombies. You're going to do zombies for this show. <laughs> it's cartoon zombies. It's not the same. You'll be okay. You'll be all right. <laughs> Any final thoughts on the show? It was outstanding. Hilariously funny. And I can't wait for more. Yeah. yeah I can't wait to see how they're going to incorporate. Because it's obvious they're going to incorporate Peter Quill in this somehow. And I'm 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 really interested to see how they're going to do that with him maybe being at Ego's side. I think that's going to be interesting to see. Um, mm. I can't wait to see how they're going to like interweave everything. Because if I remember the one scene that they redid from the Avengers, like the one where everybody's standing back to back, I think mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like a reunion of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like there's a oh yeah. Yeah, I've seen so, that in the previews. So, right. Okay. I can't. I can't. So wait. yeah, can't we wait. will see him again. Yeah, you're right. right. You're yeah. right. So I, I can't okay. wait to see how that turns out. It comes into fruition. That's going to be outstanding. See, I, I would love to see Captain Carter and Star Lord like back, like back to back, like fighting people off. That would, that would Ooh, actually be pretty awesome. That would be great. Well, we have a lot to look forward to, but for now, that is our show. You can find us online at www.phantomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. You can also find the Phantom Hybrid podcast on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.